0: Starting in three, two, one. Comish Cast Country, let's ride. Insert intro music here. Welcome back, Commish cast listeners. I'm your commissioner, Jimmy. As you know, for this episode, I am flying solo. I'm without my partner in crime, Commissioner Elvis, but that's okay because we're going to reunite soon. Today is September 1st, 2022. That's right, September 1st. That means at the time of this recording, we are officially one week out from regular season kickoff. I hope you guys are excited and ready for the new season for myself, I'm interested in seeing how all these off-season changes will play out. But before we jump into the final division of our preseason series, I wanted to quickly piggyback off of uh, last episode where I forgot to include my AFC West rankings. So I just wanted to say, with all due respect, respectfully, Commissioner Elvis, you have disrespected the Chiefs' kingdom. Why? Because you. You put the Chargers as your number one in the ranking, and I would have to respectfully disagree there. I think that it's easily going to be the Chiefs due to their proven success as a franchise, You know, having a future Hall of Fame uh, coach in Andy Reid and a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Now, I get it. Tyreek Hill is no longer there. But they went and filled that void with Juju and, and Sky Moore, right? And they also have Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is still the best quarterback in football. He can throw the ball to a two-week-old baby, and that baby will get you six. They also have Travis Kelsey still. So what I'm trying to say is they have shown proven success. They've won the championship. And the only thing that has really changed is Tyreek Hill leaving. Um, And I don't think that's that much of a big deal. Um, You know, as long as you have Mahomes at the helm, you're going to be successful. Um, That also means that I'm not discrediting any of the other quarterbacks or the other teams because this division is stacked. I could be wrong here. The Chiefs could end up being second behind the Chargers, but the Chargers have not shown that same success. They haven't won a playoff game in a couple years the last game that they won was in 2019 so i i have the chiefs number 1 the chargers number 2 uh the broncos number 3 and the raiders number 4 so i think um the broncos have a more complete team than it, than the raiders do so that's why i have them ranked the way i do um but that's pretty much it i just wanted to quickly address that because i still think you know the chiefs are going to be successful. They're going to contend for the, the championship. I mean, that doesn't mean that the Chargers can't either, but they just haven't shown that same success. But let's move on to our final division in our preseason series. I have been graced with being able to highlight the NFC West, which consists of the Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and defending champions, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I want to get started with the Seattle Seahawks because I don't want to dwell on them for too long. At the top, we have Geno Smith and Drew Locke. The Seahawks recently came out and named Geno Smith the starter of week one. Uh, Drew Locke had an opportunity. He had a final audition in the Cowboys game, but he played terribly. It was a disastrous performance. So it makes sense that Geno will be the starter. This also tells me that the Seahawks are in full rebuild mode. They're not going to win that many games with Geno Smith uh, as their quarterback, as sad as that is to say. Um, This also means that I'm completely downgrading the Seahawks' offense because Geno Smith is no Russell Wilson. It's not even close. Um, The only assets that I have confidence in are probably the running backs, and that's saying a lot because. Rashad Penny uh, needs to stay healthy here. They they went and grabbed Kenneth Walker in the draft, but he recently got surgery for uh, hernia. Um, so he, he won't be ready for the beginning of the season, it looks like. Um, so I expect Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, which are their third and fourth string running backs, to be in play uh, alongside Rashad Penny. As talented as... Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are. I don't expect to see the same production as last year. Like I said, this is going to be a down year uh, in redraft. I would try to stay away from these two guys. Um, but in Dynasty, they should be okay because if the Seahawks are truly rebuilding, they should be looking for a quarterback in next year's draft. Uh, right now, we're unsure of who's going to be the third starting receiver in the depth chart. They have D. Eskridge, who was a rookie last year. And was pretty banged up, so he didn't really play much. They picked up Marquise Goodwin, who's a speedster. They have Penny Hart and they have Derrick Young. Um, So it's kind of a toss-up of who's going to start. We might just have to wait and see. They might rotate these guys in and out. Um, But, you know, I'm not too comfortable with this wide receiver room uh, until they find a good quarterback Uh, As for the tight ends, they got Noah Fant in the trade. So it looks like he's starting. They also have Will Disley there still and Colby Parkinson. Um, I'm typically not a big fan of backup tight ends, and I'm not sure how Geno is going to utilize Noah Fant. Um, Overall, I think this offense is going to be bad. So the only position I'm really comfortable starting is the running back position, Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker when he's healthy. There's not a lot more I can say about this team uh, other than check on your friends who are Seahawks fans this season because it's going to be a very long season for them but let's move on next up we have the San Francisco 49ers so the biggest change that they made this offseason is that they made Trey Lance their quarterback one so Jimmy Garoppolo is still there there was a lot of noise and rumors during this offseason that they were going to either trade or cut Jimmy Garoppolo, but actually recently uh, news came out that they're trying to make him the highest paid backup quarterback, which doesn't really make sense. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy Garoppolo when he started was more of like a stationary quarterback where, you know, he he didn't really run much. He had a few scrambles here and there. Trey Lance is completely different from that. He likes to use his legs. So he's a runner, um, which means, you know, this might take away touches from the running backs or the wide receivers there. Uh, but you can also look at it a different way where his legs will kind of open up the offense. You know, the defense will have to account for his, his rushing. Um, that means, you know, someone might be able to get open in their one-on-ones and he can hit them if he's good. I mean, we, we didn't really see much of a sample size uh, of Trey Lance last season, You know they didn't didn't confidently want to start him. Like if it felt like they hesitated, but I think this season we'll be able to see. You know if he can truly uh, become the quarterback one for for the Niners. Trey Lance is considered a sleeper this year because of his ability to run. We've seen it in fantasy before with guys like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. You know these guys can get it done with their legs. Um, So if Trey Lance is successful, we might see him finish this year as a top 10 quarterback. Uh, But like I said, the sample size is still too small um, and they are, they're still highly invested in Jimmy G. Uh, So if Trey Lance goes out there and he plays poorly, I wouldn't be surprised that they start Jimmy G again, moving on to the running backs. We still have Elijah Mitchell as the starter. He's currently nursing, I guess a hamstring injury, uh, but he did return to practice Jeff Wilson is still there. they also drafted Tyrion Davis Price in the third round um this backfield you kind of reminds me of the New England backfield you know at any time anybody could be the starter so I'm usually very bearish in for this backfield um I wouldn't be comfortable starting any of these guys if Elijah Mitchell is truly healthy he'll start the season but We'll see, we'll see some Jeff Wilson in there. We might even see the rookie as well. I think these guys are still holds uh, until we see what happens in the regular season. Um, but moving on to the wide receivers, we have Debo Samuel, who was also playing a lot in the backfield. He was he was playing like he was a running back. Um, and then now with Trey Lance in the mix, there's going to be a lot of, I think, vulturing of rushing touchdowns. <laughs> um, but Debo is still there. We also have Brandon Ayuk, who I think will ascend to goodness this year um, with the change in quarterback. I think this might be better for him. And I also think he this year he has to prove it because, you know, he's dealt with the doghouse uh, the past few seasons. So I expect him to take a jump this year with Trey Lance. As for the third starting wide receiver, it's going to be a mix of Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod and Danny Gray. Danny Gray, was a 2022 draft pick, and I think Ray Ray McLeod was from the Steelers. These guys are all going to battle for the third uh, starting wide receiver spot. Um, at tight end, we have the usual George Kittle. If he can stay healthy, I think you know he's a set-it-and-forget-it type of player. Uh, he'll produce tight end one numbers. Um, if we want to talk about the backup tight ends, we can talk about Tyler Croft. Um, Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly. I don't know who Charlie Warner is. He's probably a rookie. Uh, but we've heard of Ross Dwelly before. I guess the only names to really worry about is George Kittle and Tyler Croft. As long as George Kittle stays healthy, we don't really have to worry about any of these any of these backup tight ends. Like I said before, backup tight ends they don't really produce like the the tight end ones at all. Um, they're more of like a, a safety blanket for you know, the quarterbacks. But I think that's it for the Niners. They're, like I said, they're a very unorthodox team. I guess we can throw in Kyle check He's he's the fullback that, you know, you see blocking um, sometimes. Sometimes he actually vultures the touchdowns. And, you know, he's, he's another pass catcher for them as well. He's a very versatile player. But I don't know if he's rosterable. But I think that's it for the Niners. So let's move on. Up next we have the Arizona Cardinals. so at the top we have Kyler Murray still. Um, you know during the offseason there was a rift between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. you know Kyler wanted to get extended um, but they were kind of holding out on that and eventually he got the bag. he's he got an extension for five years so he's going to be here for a while. Um, there's not much to say about Kyler uh, you know he's a Russian quarterback gonna do the same thing he he does every year. Cole McCoy is the backup to Kyler Murray, not a name that I really care about. So let's move on to the running back room. We have James Conner there still. He is listed as their starter, which is not surprising. They brought in Daryl Williams, and they still have Eno Benjamin and uh, Keontae Ingram. I think that's a rookie draft pick. Uh, James Conner is still going to do James Conner things. He's going to be the workhorse there. Uh, we might see a little bit of Daryl Williams, you know Chase Edmonds. You know we mentioned before he's no longer there, so I think Daryl Williams might play that role. I don't. I don't think we'll see him as much as we saw uh, Chase Edmonds. We also might see Eno Benjamin, uh, but I don't think Eno or Kianse Ingram is rosterable unless one of these guys go down. Uh, it's still going to be the James Conner show. As for their wide receivers, uh, it's kind of. Uh, concerning right now with DeAndre Hopkins out for six games. Uh, Rondé Moore looks like he's not even going to be ready for week one. They said that it's going to be close for him to play, which is concerning because they don't really have a lot of depth there. They have Andy Isabella uh, who barely plays. They acquired Marquise Brown from the Ravens. So that's another deep threat. Um, And they also still have AJ Green So I think once Rondale Moore is healthy, he's going to start in place of DeAndre Hopkins. And once Hopkins is back, there's going to be a mix, I would assume, at the third wide receiver spot between A.J. Green and Rondale Moore. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals went out and got like a veteran wide receiver, such as like OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, one of those guys, because right now they're pretty banged up. Um, everywhere except for the running back position. Even in the tight end position, Zach Ertz might not be ready for the beginning of the season. They have Trey McBride as a backup and Max Williams. Those are, I guess, backup names that you can worry about if you want. Um, but Zach Ertz is not probably not going to play the beginning of the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised So I think the Cardinals will start off a little slow in the beginning of the season until they get Hopkins back and their starters healthy. Um, But expect to see a lot of James Conner usage and Marquise Brown and A.J. Green. But yeah, there's not much to say about the Cardinals. They didn't really go through major changes um, other than the Christian Kirk departure and the Marquise Brown acquisition. So uh, until Hopkins comes back, I expect the Cardinals to kind of be mediocre but let's move on. Last but not least, we have the defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams. So, of course, we still have Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Stafford. He's been dealing with an elbow issue, which stems from, like, the 2021 season. And I thought that he would have gotten it, you know, fixed up this offseason. But they reported that he does. He hasn't been really throwing much in training camp and practice. Um, So I'm not sure what his status is there. Uh, If he's not ready for the season, the Rams might be in a little bit of trouble because they have John Wolford, who we've seen uh, back up Stafford before. He's also questionable right now. Not sure if he's going to be starting the season. And they also have Bryce Perkins as their third stringer. Bryce Perkins is in his second season. I'm not sure where he even came from. Not a name that we really need to worry about. If neither Matt Stafford or John Wolford can really go, then I think they're going to go search for another quarterback to start over Bryce Perkins. Uh, if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy, then the Rams are going to be their typical Rams. Explosive offense, you know, touchdown and yards for days. But if Stafford is not good to go, then they're probably going to struggle. Um, jumping into the running back room, we have Cam Akers who we saw return from his Achilles injury last year to play in the Super Bowl. Uh, He should be fully healthy this year, so I expect him to carry the workload. We also still have Daryl Henderson. Uh, We'll probably see him here and there. They also have Kyron Williams, uh, who is a rookie they got in the draft this year. and I guess he had a strong camp, so we might see a little bit of him there as well. Uh, The wide receivers, we got Cooper Cup. They also brought in Alan Robinson, who I think will have a great year if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy. His career year was back in 2015 when he played with Blake Bortles. Um, and then if you looked at his numbers last year, it, it kind of declined uh, with Justin Fields. So I think the, the change in scenery and the upgrade in quarterback, I think he should be back in form and, um, you know, producing a thousand yards uh, it wasn't too long ago that he produced a thousand yard season. Uh, he played with Mitch Trubisky back in 2019 and 2020. And those were, um, thousand yard seasons for him. I guess the only thing he lacked was touchdowns. So I expect him to see a positive regression in touchdowns this year. And he's going to play the Robert Woods role. I think, um, And then we also have Van Jefferson there still. He's currently questionable, so I'm not sure if he's going to start the season. We have, as backups, we have Ben Skoronek. We saw a little bit of him last year. We uh, we have Tutu Atwell, uh, not really familiar with that name, Brandon Powell, and I think Lance McCutcheon, who is their rookie, and I think they're really high on him. From what I've been reading, uh, Lance McCutcheon has been doing well and he did have a strong showing in the preseason games. so this is a name to keep an eye out for at tight end we still have Tyler Higbee Uh, his backup is Bryson Hopkins they recently let Kendall Blanton go um, who we saw play in place of Tyler Higbee I think last year when he went down Uh, I guess they see something in Bryson Hopkins I'm not sure if This is a name to look out for, but uh, i throw that out there. Um, As for the Rams, I think that's it. I don't really have much more to say about them. Their defense is still good. The biggest concern is Matt Stafford right now. If he's not healthy, the whole offense, I believe, will suffer. Um, But yeah, so we can jump into rankings. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give... Commissioner Elvis' is ranks first. He has the Cardinals, number one. Surprising. He has the Rams at number two, the Niners at three, and the Seahawks at four. Um, it's kind of dicey right now with these teams being so banged up, but if you know if everybody is healthy, I would say Rams first. They're the defending champs, so I don't expect them to lose a step. Uh, I would have Cardinals second. Even with their slow start, I think they're going to outperform the Niners and the Hawks. Uh, for number three, uh, the Niners, I think, are more complete than the Hawks. Uh, I'm just going to be a realist here because I'm done having high expectations for this team. I'm, I'm on board with the rebuild. So, you know, I expect them to lose a lot. Uh, but anyways, that rounds out our rankings. Uh, finally, we have the Dynasty Warriors spotlight for our last team, which is Team Ayahushka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I probably butchered it, but you can correct me when you see me. So let's start with Commissioner Elvis's um, analysis. He says that Team Ayahushka is going to finish at number nine. And he says this team has potentials for a few good weeks, but should probably go full rebuild. Um I have Team Ayahushka at number, I believe, eight, which is not far off. Um, this team, I feel like, has a lot of upside, but it's still pretty weak, and the lack of depth worries me. Just to read off, quickly read off her team, she has Trey Lance, Zeke Elliott, David Montgomery, Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Alan Lazard, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Aaron Rodgers as her starters, that just screams upside to me. Um, There's like, I I, I think I agree with Commissioner Elvis when he says that this team has potential to win a couple weeks, but it is time to, you know, gather some draft picks or, you know, make trades so that you have more depth. So, I mean, it's not a bad team, but the eight and nine range is where I see this team currently. And that's all I really have to say about this team. That wraps up our Dynasty Warriors spotlight along with our preseason series. I want to say thank you to all those that have been listening uh, throughout the preseason. And um, I hope you guys are ready for the regular season. Kicks off in a week. Uh, This was much harder than I thought doing this solo. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in the "Quote unquote studio with Commissioner Elvis to produce some regular season content. So again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye!